Hey guys, it's Tats here from Castagra, and welcome to the Specified Growth Podcast. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and coatings industry. Today's guest is Larry Levine. He's the best-selling author of Selling from the Heart. So, Larry, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome, Tats. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have a terrific time. I know. I believe it. So I was interviewing Mike, Mike Weinberg, who's a friend of yours. And I I always like to ask for recommendations after (laughs) I do the the episode and, and i was like yeah i know i know this jeff uh Bajoric, Bajoric, and then yeah. i know larry levine and but you know larry approaches it totally different than i do and i, I didn't know what to think about it i assumed it was a positive thing <laughs> since you guys are friends but explain that for me well i always tell people i'm a sales geek at heart i'm a sports nerd and a sales geek my two passions and I grew up in the, I, I spent my whole entire career tats in the sales channel and I've grown up in Southern California. I just, I just lived North of downtown Los Angeles and I sold copiers my whole life. So that's the sales channel that I sold into. So when I think of all the sales channels and all the things that you can do with sales, I fell into selling copiers, which probably ranks right up there with selling cars or used cars. But what, what made me different and what made me unique is the approach that I took in how I carried myself. And I believe this is, what I, and, and knowing what I know of Mike, this is, this is why you know, he had mentioned to you, I bring a unique twist to this, is I learned a long time ago that this isn't rocket science. Sales isn't rocket science. And I share this for a reason, because I grew up with a father who was a rocket scientist for the United States Air Force. <laughs> Literally, he was a propeller head. And he overcomplicated everything in my mind. So I went into sales to be completely polar opposite of my dad. But what was really interesting about this is I used, I used that to fuel the success that I had in the sales world is I brought planning and process to the forefront, but I did something that most salespeople, and I noticed it didn't do, is I brought love, appreciation, caring, and respect to my clients. And I learned that a long time ago, probably I'd say first couple of years of my sales career. And I share this because I'm really cognizant of my surroundings. And I learned a long time ago, I had this really keen sixth sense. So I could hear, I could hear and listen really well. And I was picking up on the vibes in the sales bullpen and ride outs with salespeople. I was watching how they were carrying themselves. I was watching the demeanor of the prospects and customers. I was noticing this early on in my career. And I'm saying my first probably three, four, five, six months into my sales career. And I paid attention and I put it back in my memory bank. And why am I sharing this with you and your listeners and so forth is when I finally went out on my own and I remember making my first sale, I asked the customer a simple question. And this question forever changed the course of my sales career. And I asked them, why did you buy from me? I'm just curious, why did you buy from me? Besides that you felt sorry for me, they knew, (laughs) I mean, obviously you knew it was my first sale. It was pretty obvious, but they said that you did something completely polar opposite of everybody else. You made it about us 
and it wasn't about you. You asked questions to show that you cared when others made it about their company and their product. Simple little things like that. And I said, interesting. And I just parlayed that into question after question after question. And pretty soon, I started to find out the more that I cared, the more that I sold. The more appreciation, respect, and even love that I brought to my customers, the more it came back tenfold. And I believe still to this day in my heart, and it's the whole mission behind selling from the heart, Tats, is if we don't bring care, love, and respect, the simple things, I call them the soft skills, the deep relational skills to our clients and our prospects, it's going to be hard to really succeed in sales. That's what I did for almost 30 years in sales. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, when you talk to people and, and people hear about your approach, I mean, you've probably heard some objections or just if they're looking at it from a very superficial point of view, what sort of sort of what have people come back to say, you know what, that's great what you do, but our organization is different. And what do you say to that? Well, so here's what's interesting. By the way, I was made fun of mm. a lot early on doing this. So when I made fun of, you know, it's the needling that goes on in sales bullpens and things like that, right? Some words we can't use as we're recording this podcast, but I think you understand. Sure. Is, did it weigh on me? Yes. But there's one thing that I wasn't going to sacrifice that I saw a lot of people in the sales world sacrifice, and I wasn't going to lose my integrity. Mm. And it's not that I was going to go against the grain of the company or my employer or anything like that. I knew in my heart I was doing what's right for the customer. And we all know if you have no customers, you have no business. Plain and simple as that. So, yeah, it did weigh on me. But when it was all said and done, it, it was interesting. I have this whole philosophy around leading up. And even though it may not have sat well with managers or, or respective owners at companies that I worked for, pretty soon what happened is they started to respect my approach because they saw the deep relationships that I was building. building. They saw the referrals I was getting. They saw the profit that was in deals. But I'm a big believer is when you lead with commission breath and people smell it, then they sense it. I just flipped it on its head. I led with integrity. I led with my heart. I showed how much I care. I cared about things they cared about. And I out cared everybody else. And, I, and I've shared it. I've openly shared it on podcasts. I've openly shared it. You know, in working with people, I openly shared it with past employers. I said, there's people out there that was going to outsell me all day long. It wasn't the smartest sales guy out there. But no one was going to outcare me. Mm. And the more I cared, the more it came back. The more I spent the time and I slowed things down a little bit, the more I learned, the more I grew. And I say this because... It goes against the grain, I believe, of a vast majority of corporations that are out there. There's a lot of talk, but not a lot of walk. And everybody says the right thing until they look at what's in their sales funnel and they see what's the company sales are and they go, you know, this is all great stuff. This is mushy, gushy stuff, Larry, but hey, we got to sell stuff. I said, well, if you integrate all this into what you're doing, you will actually sell more. 
And the reason why I know it is because I've spent the time to ask. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Now, you mentioned a few things in what you were just saying about how you accomplished this, but can you give us more detail on how this works in practice? Let's say if you've never done this before, like how does someone start down this path of leading with caring? Well, see, here's what's interesting is everyone, I'm going to hit this head on if it's okay. Absolutely. It is, Let's do it. Is I think everyone's looking for the silver bullet, the secret sauce, right? And if I heard what you said incorrectly, please let me know. But I, everyone out there is going, okay, Larry, give me that something that's going to give me the edge. What's that secret word that you used or what's that secret sauce? Well, guess what? I'm going to use secret sauce. And I think this is going to really play out. Follow along with me. And, sure. and everyone who's listening, I follow got this. along with me on this. I talk a lot about it. I'm a big believer. We all have secret sauce. What I'm speaking about, we all have internally. Now, I'm a hot sauce freak. I love hot sauce. In fact, my favorite hot sauce is Frank's Red Hot Sauce. And we all know the slogan behind Frank's Red Hot. And if you don't know what the slogan is behind Frank's Red Hot, I encourage you guys to go Google it because I'm not going to say it on this podcast. (laughs) But I, I share this for a reason because I uncovered what my secret sauce was a long time ago. And I've, I've shared it with you right now. That's the care, the love, and respect. And I sprinkled it on everything. Everybody has it. I'm a firm believer everybody has it. It's the same thing that you bring to your personal relationships. Mm. It's the same thing and hopefully how you act with your family, with your significant other, or if you're dating. It's how you take care of your kids. It's how you interact with grandparents, nieces, and nephews. So Tats, everybody has it. It's up to them if they use it. So we've all heard this expression before. I know it's happened to all of us. We've been on the receiving end of this statement before. Hey, Tats, you know what? Please don't take this personal. We chose to do business with somebody else because it was purely business, but please don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Right? How many times have we heard that in our Absolutely. careers? We've heard it a lot. Well, guess what? I'm here to tell everybody that business today is personal. The more personal you make it, the more you connect. The more personal you make it, the more you can connect. The more you connect and relate to somebody, the more they will open up to you. I learned that the more comfortable I made somebody feel, the more comfortable they would share things going on in their office. Again, I'm not giving you earth-shattering rocket science stuff here. It's the little things. It's the simple things. So if y'all are looking for the answer, I've given you the answer. It's up to us what we do with it. Now, we can choose, and I write about it in Selling from the Heart. I talk about sales chaos. There's a lot of sales chaos going on out there because deep down inside, I'm a firm believer most salespeople are good-hearted people. We're all human beings. But we're products in the environment we're raised in, both personally and professionally. Unfortunately, a vast majority of salespeople have grown up in environments and cultures where the almighty dollar is it. But yet, you don't get the almighty dollar without taking care of the almighty client. 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So how do you, I mean, sales is one of the functions that has that accountability layer into it. How do you put those two together so they don't conflict and they, they work together? It's how I wrote Selling from the Heart. You're bringing up some good stuff, so thanks, is I believe the inner work that we do fuels the outer work. It's the inner heart work, not hard work, the heart work, H-E-A-R-T. It's the inner heart work that we do as salespeople. It's the private success. It's the private success that we have in working on ourselves that fuels the outer success or the public success we have. Let's stop and think about that for a moment. You will always have chaos and this will always weigh on you if you fail to work on yourself. I doubled down on myself a long time ago and I was willing to go places that most salespeople wouldn't go. And again, it goes back to the product of how I was raised. I was raised, my dad traveled a lot because he worked, he was a rocket scientist for the US Air Force. So he traveled constantly. So I'm raised by my mom and I grew up with two sisters. Most of my cousins were female. So you're starting to get the picture. I brought the same motherly instincts to sales that I was raised in were products of our environment. But I was willing to go places and work on my heart and bring all this to the forefront that most salespeople won't do. Thus, that's why a lot of them can't align to this because they're unwilling to go to those places. Now, I know this might be uncomfortable for some of your listeners to, to really key in on, but I'm here to share with you, given what we've all gone through over the last year or so throughout the whole world, everyone's talking about care and being real and being genuine and accepting authenticity and being vulnerable. Well, guess what? It all starts with how much are we willing to work on ourselves? And it's those sales people that are willing to work on themselves and say, it's okay to be this way. I promise you this, just go back and ask your customers, what do they really want from salespeople? Guess what? They will tell you. And guess what? A vast majority of what they will say is exactly what I'm sharing with you. Mm. Yeah. So you mentioned working on yourself. What sort of things have you done to work on yourself proactively? I mean, what's worked for you? I'm all about rhythms and routines. So I learned this was one from one of my very first mentors I had a long time ago is they helped me along the way with this. Learn when your brain works the best and capitalize on it. Let's stop and think about that for a second. Learn when your brain works the best and capitalize on it. I learned that I'm a morning freak. I love the mornings. So this goes back decades ago. I would wake up at like 4, 4.30 in the morning. I'd go to the gym. I'd come home, do a little bit of reflection. Well, as time went on, I changed the routine up. I love early mornings. When I say early mornings, Tats, I wake up seven days a week at three o'clock in the morning. Wow. And even when I travel, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. I don't do it to say, hey, guess what, everybody? I wake up before most people do. It's not the point. The point is, is when I wake up at three, I spend the first 45 minutes of every day and I self-reflect. I work on me. I'm about acknowledgement, aspirations, and affirmations. 
and I, for 45 minutes, I work on myself. Then I go to work out, which now it's my home gym. And then after that, I watch an inspirational message for 30 minutes. And then I start my morning off. I'm a big believer. Sales is a tough sport. It's a full contact sport. You're going to get knocked down and you got to pick your, you know, what back up. But if we don't work, I'm, you know, the inner work, it goes back to, I'm all about working on heart, mind, and body. Those are the three things that we must work on. And it all starts with how you capture the morning. Because so many people in sales are worried about scoreboard. And trust me, I was worried about scoreboard. But if I didn't do certain things to set me up for that, I knew that scoreboard wasn't going to be score. It was just going to be a big zero. So that being said is I want everyone and I encourage everyone pay attention to the start line. And the start line is how you work on yourself in the morning. If you start the morning off correctly, you finish the day correctly. If you don't start the morning off very well, it just progressively, in my opinion, gets worse. Mm, yeah. So yeah. I'm all about just self-reflection, self-awareness, aspirations, affirmations, and I acknowledge myself every single day. Wonderful. Now, you mentioned early on in the podcast and you, you, you've used some sports analogies. So I'm going to sort of open that up. <laughs> what, what sort of sports do you like? What, what, are you, what are you tracking there? I'm a diehard, absolute diehard baseball geek. Mm. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a all sports guy, but if my go-to sports baseball, I love the strategy behind baseball, but here, here's what's interesting. And I remember I was into writing, selling from the heart. And I remember paying attention to a, a post on social media. I can't remember what platform was on. doesn't matter for this, but I remember how it went down is somebody had said, well, what, what sport closely aligns to sales? You get what I'm saying, right? So yeah, everyone's yeah. going, you know, what's, what sport closely aligns to sales? And, and so when I said, me personally, because uh, I chimed in and I wrote about it in Selling from the Heart, I go, I don't think there's a real sport out there that compares to sales. And this person goes, what the heck are you talking about, right? And I said, listen, we just, we love making the sport sales analogies all the time. But, and this is a capital B-U-T. Yeah, yeah. But until sales leaders and sales managers and salespeople can plan, practice, prepare like professional athletes, then ah, stop making the comparison. Yeah. It's the core fundamentals of things. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's just a whole level of discipline to be a professional athlete. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's so interesting. Salespeople want to be paid professional athlete money, but they don't want to do the work. Yeah. And that's sad. Athletes get paid based on performance, right? Let's look at it regardless of the sport. Baseball, you know, the four major sports, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, you can throw soccer in as the fifth or football for your European friends. It's always interesting. I'm going to throw this back at you. What normally happens to a sports athlete when they're on their contract year? <laughs> They work really hard and they try our best to shine and usually their stats show. And it's payday, right? 
they get that multi-million dollar contract, right? Which is absurd, nevertheless. But let's think about it in sales. I remember my first five and a half years in sales, I was on straight commission. I was paid for my performance. Yeah. Let's stop and think about that for a moment. What would happen straight across the sales world right now, Tats, if everybody in sales was paid on straight commission? It's a different now, world. Now I know everyone's going to take a big gulp right now going, no way, no way. Well, guess what? You want to be paid on performance? Go on straight commission. My opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's independent reps that do that. But I think yeah. athletes, they, they spend so much time hiring people to work on themselves. You see an entourage of people and they invest so much in themselves, the successful ones. So that's definitely something that stands out for me. Well, no, it's, it's, but it's interesting that you bring that up is to me, the best investment you can make is the investment you make in yourself. But here's what's interesting. It's sad. And it's just the mentality of where we're at. Go ask. I'm not saying all right. So this isn't an all statement. Go ask salespeople to invest $100, $150 in themselves on a monthly basis. And the looks you get are astonishing. But those are the same people that spend $200 a month at Starbucks for $6 drinks every day. Right? But guess what? If you all fail to invest, you'll never be able to collect. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I write about it in chapter one of Selling from the Heart. I remember still to this day, the very first business coach I hired. If it wasn't for that business coach, I wouldn't be exactly where I'm at today. I could trace it all the way back. And I will tell you this, I'm 56 years old. My very first business coach I hired at 40, 41 years old. So it's not too long ago, 15, 16 years ago, I spent 10 grand, 10 grand of my own money for three months. Best investment I ever made. I've made that money back plenty since. But how many people are going to invest that kind of money in themselves? If you can't double down on yourself, who will? Yeah, for sure. So I hear that you're working on a new book that's an extension. Where are you going with that book? Or what's, what's your current path? So it, it was interesting. I had, so by the way, you let the cat out of the bag, but that's all good. <laughs> but it's gonna, it was going to come out sooner or later. So those that are listening, you're, I mean, Tats just dropped the bomb on you because I've, I have the outline of the second book done. I just haven't started writing it yet. But nevertheless, it's going to be a continuation of Selling from the Heart. So the last chapter, there's 10 chapters in Selling from the Heart. The last one's about not being an empty suit. And I leave everyone with a poem. It's Robert Frost's poem, you know, The Road Not Taken. And it's leading right into, I didn't know when I was going to write it. I already, the outline was done right before the holidays last year. I just, I was supposed to start writing it 30 days ago and it's just, I've had too much going on, but it's going to be a continuation on not, it really plays on the relationship side of sales and why I believe many out there are empty suits with empty souls because they haven't worked on themselves and they haven't worked on their relationships. So it's going to be the second part continuation of the first book. Wonderful. Well, you're, you're doubling down on it, which makes sense. That's what you're telling other people to do. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah, it's again, I go, I go back to sales, you know, sales is you don't wake up one day and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to get into sales. It seems like a lot of people fall into sales. But what happens is we do so much. I'll call it skill set training with salespeople. It's such a vital part of what we do. Everyone in coaches and trains to skill set. But this key in for a moment, how many work on heart? I call it heart set. I made the word up just because it kind of goes with mindset and skill set. But how many in sales work on heart set and their heart capacity and their heart health? So funny, you know, we live in this crazy world where everybody's exercise is placed on the forefront. It is with me every day. But that's your heart health, right? In a cardio way, in a heart healthy way. But there's so many other heart healthy aspects that we fail to work on. I love blending all of those together. So we touched on many different aspects, but your core message is, which is you're selling from the heart, caring. You have it inside you, right? You just have to start executing or bringing what you do with your family, your personal life into your sales side. Now, is there anything I didn't cover or anything that you wanted to talk about? Here's your free swing, baseball analogy. No, I like that. I would just like to play off this, this personal thing just for a moment. Cause there's, there's going to be some people that, and it's okay. It's okay to disagree, right? That, as long as we have healthy conversation around it. And, and that's what I'd like for people to think about is that's keep an open, as you listen to this, let's keep an open mind to what would it look like now? And I, and I share this for a reason because I removed the mental barrier a long time ago between personal and business. I didn't cross the lines in a, in a human resource type of way or anything like that, but I got vulnerable with myself, which means I always went first. I shared a little piece of me with somebody else first. I always made it a point to go first. I always made it a point to share something about me that somebody can relate to pretty quick. And I brought sincerity and substance to the forefront. So what I'd like for people to think about is if you want to connect and relate to your clients better, if you want to connect and relate out into the community better, out into the marketplace, when you're out prospecting for new business, learn how to connect and learn how to relate. Help people become comfortable with who you are. Change the perception in their mind of what salespeople are. Bring true sincerity and passion to the forefront. Bring business substance with high levels of business acumen to the forefront. And watch what happens to new business growth, client retention, and how well you grow yourself. Wonderful. I love your message. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge today. And yes, Mike and your, your other uh, contact, it was right. You're definitely, you have something unique and valuable. No, I, I appreciate it. And we'll have to do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Specified Growth Podcast today. 
I also want to thank the listeners who are working hard each day to change the world to make it a better place. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash cats talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes, entrepreneurial tips, and more. See you over there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.